it is so fucked up the the pain that you see the individual of somebody telling you that but that being said i don't want to you know I'm, I'm just saying that that i understand it right and, and i don't think women who are critical about men understand that enough um but when we go to the man side of thing men have pain and it's a different pain and when you asked me why i was in pain dude i don't know i there's all this stuff that's uh about abuse that has come out about my childhood i always thought about it all that sort of stuff but i don't think addicts are born that way or people that were addicts like me that just fringed off on culture i think in a lot of ways they're made that way and again that's my pain that's my pain i was born into to solve but it's but i have to understand or at least theorize where it started and a lot of the stuff you don't remember in memories but the th things i do remember was that i i had a a very well up to do upbringing but there were people in my life that were very harsh and hor horrible to me and it, it was not good and, and i felt worthless and then you might be going oh well you know what's he complaining about and then uh when i was 18 i i was sober I actually, it was from 17 to 20, I was, I was clean and I was in a 12 step program and it was really good. And a lot of things changed. And my first girlfriend, I meet her and, uh, she gets kidnapped. I had had sex five times or six times. I don't know, like a few times we'd been dating like a, a week or something. And I'm at a gas station and there's some dudes fixing their car. I talk to them. I walked across the street to meet my friend who was another woman. And I always felt guilty about that. And as soon as I walked across the street, they robbed her, they raped her in there. They kidnapped her. They beat the shit out of her. They spent five hours raping her and, uh, in a gang initiation. And then they threw her out of a moving car with no clothes. And she had to flag down a car to stop her and whatever. And, and, and so when you think about this, whenever I tell this story, because it imprinted so much of my life, which means it could have imprinted perspective. It could have even imprinted humor in some bizarre way. But if you understand trauma, what do you do with that? What do you do with it? What do you do with a big moment, you know, in your life? And it, it attaches to all these different things. And so I didn't understand. And so people would be like, well, she's the one who had the problem. You know, what are you complaining about? Or you're making a joke out of it. No, man, I lived it. I lived, I sat there the next day when we finally found her hearing about it and having her tell me what she wanted and to have sex with her. And then I got all these STDs and then I thought I was cursed by God. And then I was trying to help her and I couldn't help her. And I wanted to, I wanted to as much as I could to help her, but what do you do? And we, you know, so we continued the relationship. We, we uh, went to counseling, we did all this stuff and then we broke up and it was like hugely traumatic for her. And, it went all crazy. And then I didn't have a girlfriend for years, for three years. <clears throat> and um, I, I just felt off with all of it. And so then I go on, you know, start using again. And when you're using crazy stuff happens, you you get raped. I feel bad. I can't get, you know, I, I, I feel guilty over this horrific thing. But then all these horrific things happen to you and you do that. And where's the answer? And right. And so think about this as a man. And so I am not a victim. I handle my problems, but well, let me rephrase all this, you know, syntax and whatever, I guess I am a victim and then you're a survivor and all this sort of shit. Mm -hmm. But like, I, if I have a problem in my life, it is a gift and I have to find that gift and, and think about this too. I saw those people who kidnapped her. She saw them and saw the other people involved that they did not get caught. And actually it's a true story. We were planning to kill them because we knew where they would be. They were part of whatever gang. We knew the gang. 
we were going to go kill him. And it, this is so, this is so nuts. And, um, so I had a sponsor in recovery and he had been to prison and he was like, well, I'm going to help you. We're going to fucking fuck these people up and we're going to rape them <laughs> and we're going to, you know, fucking kill them. We're going to shove a baseball bat up their ass and break it off inside and break their backs. And it was like, it was so there. And there was another guy who was in recovery who was, you know, used to be a part of like some Aryan brotherhood shit. But you know, when you go to meetings or whatever, you're all one. And he was new and his girlfriend got raped like six or three months or something after it was after shortly after. And we all knew who did it. And then him and his buddy, actually, I think his girlfriend's boyfriend and some other people went to go kill the guy. And the dude, the rapist, who was also a skinhead, ended up killing one of them. And when I heard about that, we all stopped. And it was just like, how do I, how do I make sense out of this? How do I make sense? What's the only thing that can make sense out of this? And it, it, I'm 18 years old, 18, 19 years old, mm -hmm. and I'm in recovery. And the only thing can be some sort of spiritual path. And I'm not saying that to promote religion, but when pain happens to that degree, the only thing that can make sense is something bigger than yourself. And it doesn't have to be God or whatever, but it has to be that you have faith in something more than humanity. And that's what I did. The only problem is, is I started, you know, doing pills and drinking and fucking doing whatever. Well, it's almost like you and have so to that... go through that in a way. It's like you almost have to try that too. You just make sure to see where that takes you until you wind up realizing that that's not the answer either. Like, it's like you can hear about it, but not until you directly experience the whatever it is, you know now, you know, like you said, you're your own social scientist, you're your own scientist, you know, yourself, like spiritual scientist. You have to try things on to see what it feels like, you know. Um, in terms of like men's pain and shame, I, I do feel like it's been very unfair the way that we have treated that, you know, um, regarding sexual shame or just sexuality in general. Um, I think it's been really harsh. It's been run well, too on some level, you know, I understand it. Uh -huh. And as somebody who cares very deeply for women, um, and, clearly understands the plight of women. Cause you know, me, you've known me a long time mm -hmm. and I, I I'm, I'm all about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I also now in reflection, now that I have done my own inner work and I'm landing in a place of more balance personally, we don't have places for men to be human, right. To show their own humanity. And that in and of itself creates, I think an existential <coughs> rage, like an existential wanting to rage out. Um, in some mm. ways, is that feel correct? Does that sound about right? Like on some, I mean, I know it's very generalized, but I feel like it's true. Yeah. I, I can kind of space out on this, uh, but maybe I should bring it back down. Look, men heal differently than women mm -hmm. and men are given a solution that they're supposed to heal like women. And somebody told me the other day, they were like, Steve, you're just, you're, you're, you're so hurt by your ex and and I'm like, okay, well, what are you getting at? You know, like, and right. I'm trying to be polite because out of respect for people, you know, that's, that's great. Um, and I, I don't want to be mean. And with somebody I don't know, I might be more mean, <laughs> but they're like, you're so, you're so. Right. I well, then, well like, to, I mean, that's the thing is like, so I, I totally don't think that they heal like women. I think they have their own path, their own very unique way of, of doing anything, you know, including healing in all things, honestly. Um, so 
what would you say is 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 more of the way for a man to work toward healing? And this is you're giving me an example, right, of of the spiritual path and so on. What's the difference if you could? I know that's like, oh, it's so hard to maybe create some kind of quick little sentence about it. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. talk to us a little bit about the difference. Yeah. So the difference. There's a couple differences, but one we don't get to look at people in pain and see that as a good thing in our culture. We always criticize it and see it as something as bad. And so because of that, we don't have any men that we see. Now there are men who do this, but we don't have any men that we see that are healing in a way that we're supposed to. So if we can understand this, like men have many, many pains, many pains, whether that's depression, lack of worth, overworked, stress, um, different burdens within the family. We get screwed over in court and get our kids taken away, all this sort of stuff, which doesn't mean we need to rebel against our culture. Our culture is great. We do not want to go backwards in our culture. To think that the 1950s were an answer. The 1950s became the 60s and 70s for a reason. It's right. not that we got weak or some shit. It's that, that we need to evolve. We need to look past it. The, the feminine is so important in all of this. And it's not a competition by any means but it needs to unify to become something new and all this sort of stuff. So that being said, like we have to understand that hurt from women or men is not bad. And I'm sick of our culture going like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good. No, 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 no. no. Like I, I know how to live past it. I know how to kill it up. No sit in pain. If you look at every, and, and again, back to like indigenous cultures or whatever. And that's kind of like a big thing that I'm actually trying to do and expose mm. myself to, but then you become one of these dickheads that comes on these podcasts and goes, well, let me tell you what the Kogi do and their tradition. <laughs> and now we as, we as Americans can refine that and make it better because we're so much smarter. No, we're, we're, we're doing it wrong, but, we, but it's our responsibility to carry that into how we live with humility mm. and, and realize that we need to adapt it. We need to do this great translation, but in how we evolved for millions of years, right? And in human homo sapien form, whatever, 300,000 years, but for millions of years as mammals, as walking humanoids, as creating emotions and our foundation for what gave us a need to have identity, for what gave us a need to have sex, for all these different things in, in evolutionary psychology and biology gets things so wrong. Mm. They get a lot right, but they get things so wrong in this sense that we never had an opportunity in our evolution to keep a secret, to be rejected, to be able to denounce somebody. Somebody might hurt us, and there's so many different variables of how cultures have worked, but we didn't get the opportunity to hate them. We, we mm. could hate them, but we had to then survive with them. We had to right. then work with them. We were always accepted, and there's pros and cons to this. That's really bad. Like our, our culture loves the fact that we can be independent and cut somebody out not just cancel them, but to not acknowledge somebody's presence or worth. And so right. that gives us pain. And so when we talk about healing that pain, how we evolved was we saw somebody go through pain and they felt it and we watched them and they went through it maybe for years. And then we saw them have strength. And there were examples of this in this small band that had tons of disadvantages, starvation, lack of shelter. But now we have an economy where our worth we didn't have economy then. There's all these these people that, again, where evolutionary psychology, biology gets it wrong is like, well, we had economy, we had trade. And then that's an excuse to just keep doing what we're doing. No, we didn't have it on the same level. How we had trade did not depend 
on our acceptance in the group, our ranking in our culture, our worth as a human being. It didn't depend on whether we have shelter or food or not. We always had those things. We had safety. And right. so when we have a, a culture of people feeling unsafe, then what do you do? You get desperate. And then we have a culture selling it to us all the time, which, hey, I buy it too. We're of our culture. I'm not saying it's bad. Rebellion is the weakest form of human thought. It, it, it's careless. It's stupid. It's arrogant. The only type of rebellion where it becomes virtuous is when it gets led into something that brings it to peace and stability. And so right. if we're willing to do that, then go ahead and rebel. But most people aren't. They just want to do what they want because right. we have pain. <clears throat> well, we you know, have I, pain. I, I, Men I, I and always... women have pain. In the work that I do, I talk about uh, the false rebellion <laughs> a lot, and uh, mm. I, I say that that you know whenever and you can see you can see it in culture and politics right very clearly, uh, you see the rebellion mm -hmm. show up and and the, the trends and everything that's trending, and the the false rebellion to me is the controlled opposition, so it's not really they're not really doing anything, other than. They're, they're doing what the power knows they're going to do. So they're not really rebelling then. If, right. they, if that's already yeah, something right. that is like known by the power, that that's what's going to happen. Oh, it's like, okay, roll my eyes. You know, here they go again, rebelling. Yeah. You know, and so they're a controlled opposition in that way. And that's, that's ultimately yeah. why I also, Steve, have moved away from this sort of polarity. Yeah. And I want to observe something from, I call it the indigenous consciousness. And so it's really cool to hear you bring that up. Because uh -huh. I think it's similar, um, and I talk about the indigenous consciousness regarding the third point or being becoming the third point, because it's only until we can do something like that we can hold the tension, like Carl Jung says, hold the tension yeah. of the two opposites and have the audacity yeah. to do it. You have to get out of your own way. Your ego has to get out of the, out of the way. If you want transcendence, if you want true liberation, yeah. we and towards peace and balance, right? And integration, you have to be able to hold those, the, the tension there, those opposites and, and do that work. And I call it an indigenous consciousness, which is the third point. Um, so I, I just, I'm really inspired to hear you talk about this, the way that you're talking about it. Um, because yeah, this rebellion that's happening now, it's a false rebellion. And yeah. too many people are buying into that. And I think feminism has bought into that at this point. I think it started off in a way that I understand like second wave and, and, and so on. But nowadays it's, it's morphed into something that no longer makes any real sense in terms of like, what's, I feel like everything's lost the plot, you know, like it's lost the plot. Um, and there's no true witnessing of the masculine yeah. and, you know, and so there's this, this toxicity that goes back and forth. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and, and well nobody has, nobody has an example of where real strength comes from. You know, mm -hmm. we think of that as an image or a word, but as somebody who has, has gone through, like seeing parts of myself die, like, and I'm not talking about like, oh, I did a bunch of like plant medicine, but it's, it's that I, I sat with it and I allowed things in my life to die and, mm -hmm. and still do. I don't wanna be like, hey, I'm out of the woods. Now I get to shout out. Oh no, right, totally. But when you do that, there's a certain strength that comes from that. And we see men reaching for this, like, oh, stoicism, stoicism. But it's just like broken men trying to find an answer. And then they build a fantasy of it, which is mm -hmm. the problem. And we have this rich, rich time in our culture where we have a unique pain. And this is so there's this book I'm writing, and it talks about the rite of passage, which is what everybody talks about. Right. But it's interesting because a great, very wise woman 
tribal elder told me this and um this lady's great man she's brilliant if i talk about her she'd be all pissed off but uh she's like a psychologist and just a mystic and super wise probably one of the smarter people i know other than you of course chris but um she goes she goes well steve you know in this book you're talking about a rite of passage and she got it right away she's like super sharp she goes so you're saying that this pain in this culture that men have that's consistent, whether it's addiction, divorce, custody, uh, lack of worth, depression, overworked, minimizing, sexual shame, blah, 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 blah. These are men's pain in the culture that they have to go through, go through the darkness and so to speak. But she said, you know, it's interesting because a rite of passage, wouldn't it be great? She's, she was all sarcastic. She goes, wouldn't it be great if you could have a rite of passage and then just get to do whatever you wanted? But that's not what a rite of passage is. A rite of passage means that it's carried by a tradition. And it means that that tradition and way of life is is greater. And that's what you're serving. That you are not serving your pain. You are serving the people that you're with. And that elders carry that through. And tradition carries that through. And it turns into the thing which is so important for humanity is that we create something. We build a society. You know, so instead of going, man, I get to finally be, it's that I am now a part of something and have a role. Right. And that role is defined. And so she was like, you have to have wisdom in this idea that you have in order to to move it into what really a, a, an initiation or a rite of passage is. That there's a responsibility of a way. And she's like, the big trick is if you're writing this for all men, maybe it might be hard to say there's one way. But- mm-hmm. One of the things that I get to that is that, okay, we're not of our nature. Our nature looks like this and we can look at it. We can go and study it. You can go to indigenous groups and whatnot. And the the, the problem with that is I'll, I'll always be an American. I'll always carry that mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's good in some ways. And, but, it, but, it, but I cannot be them, which is like, we always have this thing like, so if somebody's born in that culture, that's one thing. But if I renounce my culture, to be in that culture, that's a different experience than they're mm-hmm. having. You know, there's always Absolutely. an echo of that. Mm-hmm. And and we don't, man, I, I, it's so disturbing when you look at the whole new age community. Don't get me started. This is exactly what I talk yeah, about all the time. You and I have talked about this before. And I'm, I'm <laughs> in it with the work that I do. And I said, you know, the thing is, I'm actually literally, I'm like half indigenous. And I, and I don't even yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I don't even say to people, uh, oh, I'm of Native American heritage, and I'm and everywhere I look, yeah. uh, I see people, um, you know, using this in their bios or talking about, and they don't. And you can look at them and be like, well, I don't know, maybe you got two percent going on or something. I don't know, but, <clears throat> but the, the audacity of like the desire to like, yeah, the desperation for the identity of something that the identity that matters yeah. that yeah. matters. I need to identify yeah. with something that's real. And to me, like, I think a lot of times in Americans in general, because we've all been so uprooted, you know, in terms of my experience as a Chicana, I've been detribalized, right? So I am Mm -hmm. indigenous, but I'm also like half Spanish, but my experience was not to be a white American person. My experience is a Chicana person, right? So this this idea of identity, um, you know who Marshall McLuhan is? No. Marshall McLuhan. He wrote the media. The medium is the message way back in the day when the TV came out and he talks about how the actual medium itself Mm. 
is the message too. And it talks about the electric world versus the acoustic world, which is the organic world versus the Mm -hmm. world we live in. And that that matters. And he talks about the identity too. And he says that when people start to lose a sense of their identity, that violence becomes more and more prominent. Because there's no identity. And I'm thinking about the stuff that this woman, this wise woman was telling you in terms of knowing our role is part of finding our peace, right? In society. and think about this because the the little line that I was trying to make is not done. But the the done <laughs> part would be is that we move into this part where we have wisdom and virtue, and that's mm-hmm. what builds. And what is wisdom? Wisdom you can't have without culture. Like it it, it has to have it because there has to be a history. You or we can have a certain level of wisdom. Like let's say if we're just nomads, we can we can, mm-hmm. but. It's harder to carry the tradition. And then also when you look at language, um, like language with less stimuli and less things has less descriptive whatever qualities to it, which then us as Americans just say we're, or whatever, you know, Westerners, first world Westerners, we go, oh, we're so smart. Mm -hmm. But because we have this excess of language, we can describe things and unique qualities towards things and describe nuances and get those. We should use that to our advantage. Right. in the sense of uh, well it's it's what we got how about that you know <laughs> it's it, it doesn't even a, need yeah, to be an right. advantage but right. it's what we have mm-hmm. and so we have to be able to take that and perhaps over explain or over we have a totally different role of how we bring this society to some sort of wisdom and virtue and so wisdom means and by my definition you know we have all these definitions or whatever but um it's information or knowledge, right? And then experience. But if you have information and experience, it doesn't necessarily equal wisdom. It's the intention and it's the motivation and it's the keeping in check and it's the making things good that makes wisdom turn into wisdom or makes knowledge and information and experience and whatever turn into wisdom. And then when we have virtue, that's just the goodness within. It's the goodness within. And so if we take love or or hatred, or this is like something with male pain. And again, I, I don't necessarily just jump to this with men because if, if you're angry, you have to go through that anger. It needs to be honored. If you want to kill somebody, I wanted to kill people. And, and I still can. That's a baseline for me. If I get really mad or if something happens, I can want to kill somebody. That's not toxicity. That's my way. That's, that's what life experience gave me. Right. You know, that's my imprint. I'm not to be felt sorry for. I'm not to be given a quick answer. What I need is a community of people to walk with me through that, to walk with me through, to lose it, to go through it and not kill somebody. That's how you make a good society. And so, see, when we see that, like, let's say I'm really angry. I don't want to go massacre a bunch of people. That can happen because, man, I really, like, you would understand if I would have gone and killed those people who kidnapped my first girlfriend. It's like, okay, you can't do that. You go to jail now, Steve, but uh, okay. Yeah. And then we get these answers like, but, but if you just would have, you know, well, you don't know, you know? And so, because that's an imprint, I'm not saying you should give me a buy, but I, I need to go through that with people. And so if I go through that with people, there's a whole lot of chaos in that, that doesn't look wise, but that whole encasing is a wisdom. And so that's why we need community. We need culture to carry us through this thing where we can have true goodness within. Because I can't make a decision 
You know, it's like, let's just reframe that. Let's just not kill people. Oh, I forgive you. You know, no, I need to go through the whole thing to get that, to right. get to the virtue. And so right. now my anger can have value. And now my yeah. anger can have wisdom mm -hmm. and it can have strength. But I don't see people going through that. You know, and the one well, thing I was bringing they're up They're denying, is the, there's, there's yeah. suppression, they're denying it. But the, the, the yeah. suppression of that animal urge um, is part of, you know, this false morality. This is what I talk about with the false morality mm -hmm. of, of yeah. the church, <laughs> of the church. You know, it's like, well, we can't even think about that. Well, then this is where psychosis starts to form. And, and uh, <clears throat> I should just ask you questions because there's always this huge syncing up of our thoughts. I know it's, yeah. I love it. That's what uh, I was looking forward to today, you know, too. And I'm really genuinely interested. Can, I mean, you know, I'm in a relationship now that I'm actually happy in. It's like, wow, I'm, I, I was wild out in the crazy, like you were for a while, <laughs> a wild mm -hmm. woman style. Right. But I'm, I'm, he's a really good, wonderful man and really has witnessed me and allowed to witness the part of me that wants to murder too. You know, yeah, he's yeah. not, he wasn't afraid of that part of me. He wasn't gaslighting me as a crazy chick or crazy, whatever um, I mm -hmm. am. He was like, that's your humanity. And guess what? That's mine too. You know? Mm -hmm. And then we both bear witness to each other's truths way on the edge. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I understand that. And I can hold that space for you and you can hold that space for me. And, and so I, I feel safe with him. I am safe with him because that's mm -hmm. what he is for me too. Um, and then, and then it, helps calm me down that the irony of me being wild it helps to calm me down um what do you what do you think what i'm really curious about your ideas about what do women need to or what should they consider what kind of different ways should they approach in thinking about men or masculinity in general like what what's the challenge for today's american woman in general uh, in your, I mean, I mean, look, I know we can yeah, go into forever, but I mean, we can't make it like, for, we, I think you and I could do like many podcasts, right? We can do many podcasts together and I'd like to, but I, I really do need to ask that question for this. I really want to know what you think uh, is, is going on there. Cause I have it's, my, it's ideas, easier. But. It's easier to make a joke than give an answer. You know, that's, that's how I, give me the joke, man. World is. You know me. I, I mean, um, Jesus dude, you know, fuck man. If we could take, <laughs> being in the kitchen and making food and being pregnant to a different level. Like <laughs> if cut off their heads and right. You know, just no Make, thought, you know, those drawings of just it easy. and a body. Yeah. yeah. No. So it, it's, it's so far gone. And like, you know, it's so weird because. Okay. When, when you, so remember when I was talking about having sex and it was like this divine thing. And then I couldn't, get the chain back into real life. Like it was too much of a difference when you get the beauty of women and the beauty of like a boy and, and a girl and looking at just like how love works and, and, and then adults and sex and you're falling in love and, um, and, and a baby's born and you're raising kids. And that's so beautiful, not in the American fantasy, whatever, but like in the true heart of hearts, that's so good. But then when you look at women going through pain and through loss and, and through sadness, not the, just the cultural imprint. Like, let's try and get away from that as much as possible. Like, like, like a man, he goes through a lack of worth and, and, and let's try and get away from the cultural imprint as much as possible. But he just sits there and he goes, man, I don't feel like myself. I don't think I can do it. And that's a big deal. Right. You know, and a woman doesn't need to understand that she can try 
but she has her own things to worry about. And she should understand that he's just got to go through that pain and what he needs, man, he just needs to be seen as him and to, to have worth and all that. We put all these titles, like, if, like, if it's okay, man, now let's write a book on, you know, <laughs> fucking, uh, like how men, how men can be seen as worthy by their partners. And then that's going to fix everything. But, but he needs to be able to have that time. And there's a value to it instead of what we see in households, a man goes through whatever time or, uh, dude, I create a lot of shit. It's pretty crazy. Like if you look at it, you can't say I don't create a lot of shit, whether it's good or not, you know, I don't know, but like, it helps a lot of people and it really does. And it does a yeah. unique job that I don't see other coaches do, but at the same time, I need a lot of downtime. Well, every woman I've ever lived with will be like, well, you know, what are you doing? Well, you know, maybe why she's saying that I, I get my flow. And I get that it could be dysfunctional in some ways. But I also think we're so stressed in our culture that if she's stressed and doesn't understand how we're getting money or her identity or whatever this complex Rubik's Cube of shit we're here to try and sort out and be happy with, you know, the she's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, da, da, da. and it's just like, whoa, shut the fuck up, you know, and it turns into that. Whereas... Yeah. I think if we were living in a different way, it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily right. be that way. So that's a tricky thing. We're not going to go backwards. We're not going to yes, go live in a I cave. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not going to make anything more simple, but we need to understand that there's this really tricky thing of having huge amounts of stress and men do this too. I'm bringing up the example of a woman doing it to a man, but it works both ways in different ways. It's crazy. Right. So right. we have to understand that we have this complex thing and we need to find the wisdom and virtue into it. And to, and to be able to go like, how does this work? How does this, how do we bring this back? And I don't have the answer, right? But I, but I think that's the direction. And yeah, I no, that I, I appreciate that very much. Uh, if it's really cool that we are struggling with, we're, we're working with language, right? Because we're working with what we have, like you said a little while ago, mm -hmm. working with language. And high level language, yeah. High level language. And, yeah. um, you know, even, you know, talk about Jesus a lot because, you know, in terms of like Jesus and the wisdom of the man, not the dogma of the religion, but uh -huh. in terms of him, you know, saying that, he, you know, eventually we all have to speak in parables or we we find ourselves speaking in using uh, mythos or mythology or poetry or song, because after a while it has to <clears throat> transcend this linear way of trying to articulate something that's so phenomenal and just something that's so spiritual and, and beyond our uh, ability to fathom really. Um, that we have to go beyond this linear way of approaching it. And, you know, I love that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I love that. Um, and, and one of the ways too, is the, the way that I teach it is like you said, oh, it's a way it's not the way or the truth or the answer, but here is something that was working for me. And at, with the feminine in terms of the toxic feminine, um, you know, it's our job as women now, as American women, as Western women, um, to, to realize that we're here to rescue ourselves too, no matter how hard that is, we have to also be our own heroes and not wait for Captain Sabaho to show up, right? Because then that gives our own power away. And so we're learning how to do that. But in, in, in doing that for myself, I it helps me be able to bear witness to everyone, men and women, more authentically in all of the spaces that make them who they are even the part in them that wants to murder <laughs> the part of them, you know what I mean? Like I can hold that space without being triggered by it or freaked out by it or whatever. Like, yeah, of course that's there 
because you're a human being too here, just like I am. Of course that's there. And, it, and I find that it expands, you know, it, it expands and creates like a lot more um, freedom. There's a lot more freedom in living that way. When, when you've lived that way, when you applied that to yourself, then you can apply it to other people. And so it's basically bearing witness to everyone's true humanity. So women have to, we, we're, we're working on our shadow stuff, I feel, is becoming more like the indigenous consciousness, more like Lilith, which is to me nature, and that all things are possible. And that there are some things about this particular culture that has asked us to suppress it. So then to try to find the balance between accepting culture and, and embracing culture, but then also understanding the parts of it that haven't served us well too, right? So like being able to discern what those are, but that takes a lot of like real conscious activity. You have to become self-aware. You have to practice. It's a, it's a daily practice. It's yeah. not something you just reach and then you're like, oh, here I am. It's like anything. You have to practice it every day. I want to know more about Lilith because you hear about Lilith is this bitch or this whore, <laughs> but, right. but what is, what is the, I can give my interpretation of how that could be a divine thing, but what is your, what is the whole story? Give me the skinny. Well, I mean, you know, it's just so Lilith in the way that you've heard it and that everyone has actually heard it and is the most popular is, you know, she was Adam's first wife, according to uh, Jewish mm -hmm. mythology, right? Um, and so this is, this is, this is coming out of Judaism. Uh, that's where Lilith comes out of. And so she was his first wife. And the, the story is that, you know, he asked her to make a sandwich and she was like, make your own fucking sandwich. And then he was like, well, no, you're supposed to they had sandwiches back. Then? I know they had sandwiches in the garden <laughs> of Eden. And he was like, make me a fucking sandwich. And she was like, no. And then, um, oh, but the point is that she was also created out of the same mud as Adam. So they were created out of the same mud. They were equal in that way, but she didn't want to make him a sandwich. So she flew off and spoke the name of God and blasphemed. And the story is she went off to the Red Sea and just fucked a bunch of demons. Right. So then he was upset and, and God knew Adam was upset. And so he made Eve, which is born out of Adam's rib who, to be more docile to make him a sandwich. So then Eve started making him sandwiches. And then now here we are, <laughs> but anyway, that's the story. But Lilith, in my view, um, she's not a demoness, demoness succubus, the way she's been portrayed, which is what it is that you were talking about. To me, Lilith is nature herself. So we can then look at Adam as not only just like man, woman, like Adam, Lilith, Adam, Eve, but look at Adam as mankind in general and look at Lilith as nature, raw, organic, you know, the material of nature herself. And that Eve is to me more of the feminine of culture, whereas Eve is um, Eve is the feminine of culture, whereas Lilith is the feminine of nature. So I feel like those are two different ex feelings and experiences. And the reason and the way that I came to see that was through my own experience as a stripper, as a sex worker for nearly 20 years uh, because of the projection I would receive from a lot of women. So I would not only just get project projection from men because of what I did, but I would get it from women too. And that's when I realized there's something to this, right? And this whole Madonna whore, 
um, split in the feminine is real. So then women have to deal with these two symbolic archetypes in their lives every day. Some women live it out more out loud than others, like I did. You know, it was like couldn't hide. That's what I did. So this is how I came to see that because nature is shamed. This is why we have to like sometimes the clothes do not make the man. This is why more civilized you are, the better, right? Um, mm -hmm. The more savage you are, the worse. And, and that value system that's put on the savage versus, you know, the civilized man and, and woman too. Um, so this is how I came to see Lilith. She's the ultimate scapegoated feminine because she represents nature like sex is natural all of this has a correspondence and all of this has been shamed. Nature has been shamed. And this is to me what the deepest root is of humanity's shame, at least this postmodern time, you know, in mm -hmm. this Western time is dealing with this deep shame um, of, of being like part of nature mm -hmm. and that we're not beyond nature, better than nature. We actually right. are yeah, yeah, yeah. an expression no, we are, of nature. Yeah. We're a and slave so to it. We're, yeah, we are. So yeah. that's it. And so this is my idea of Lilith is that she is nature herself. And this is how I came to see it. And to me, the people who play out, oh, I'm Lilith on social media, on Instagram, succubus demon is they're the false rebellion that I talked about. That's an example of a false rebellion in, in, in my opinion. So, so I've gone through this time in, and for me personally, where it's kind of like black and white, where I've done my job and then a bunch of people had the same job as me is, and they didn't really do their job. They were doing something else. And, um, you know, I joke around and have all this immaturity. And I think with you and I, it's like huge. And then it like people like people, are like, oh, that can't be good. But I, man, I, I know a lot of men's coaches and of the kind of like thing, which is PC and supposed to be good. And, and they mm -hmm. have not done what I've done. And, and then I know people that came from like my job profession of like pickup and more of like a whatever type of men's coach and they have not done what I've done. And I just think like, man, there's clearly something that I've done for people that has been so beneficial and really, really beneficial in, in, mm -hmm. in understanding. Um, I'll talk about a, a call last night. So yesterday I did, so I have like 30 to 40 hours of calls a week that I do. I'm going to do a call after this in 30 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And I did two hours and then I did five to 1 a.m. So I took a three-hour break and I was on a call with a guy. And th this is like a, a true story. And this is very common. I've had this conversation before. And this was his situation. He had, had been having sex with this girl He's a good guy. I've known this guy actually a long time. And that all this weird stuff got brought up in the sex, right? You know how it goes, right? It gets all crazy. Right, and, right. And they, they flipped out. They lost their minds. Okay, this was like a month ago or something. Mm -hmm. And um, they lose their minds. And <laughs> when they lose their minds, they both lose their minds. They start throwing shit. They get in this big fight. And it, it goes too far. Like he's in danger and she's in danger. Wow. And so he had called me and he was like, man, this is happening. Da, da, da. You know, how do I protect myself? Because that's one of the things. And I was like, okay, well, you know, calm down, whatever. You might need to do these reports or whatever. Well, of course, as you and I know, Chris, they get back together, which is not what everybody does, but they get back together. And why does this happen? Why? So one, he, I don't know her, but he's put in this situation 
where he had a huge experience with her mm-hmm. and he's trying to articulate it to other people. Now, in my group, which is a really, really strong group, he is more comfortable with other people than others, da, 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 and it's hard, he can't articulate it. And I said, you need to talk to me. And he actually, and I've known him for years and he was afraid to talk to me about it. And so then he moves into this thing where it becomes a secret, right? So then they start fucking again. <clears throat> so they start fucking again and it goes crazy, right? Because it goes crazy because it's sex. It's so crazy, man. Yeah, you know, no, it's like, wild. You, you know, you, you remember, uh, <laughs> we used to have those gangbangs, not you and I, but there were those gangbangs at the, that house. <laughs> I was never in any there. of those goddamn gangbangs. I never did any <laughs> you of You know what that. the best, the best part about those gangbangs was all those dickhead pickup artists, internet marketer fuckers were like, come on, Steve, Dude. fuck these chicks. And then when I did, I was like, no, they started to fuck me. And I was like, go fuck all of them. And all the internet marketer PUA guys sat on the couch going like, no, it's okay, Steve. We'll, we'll, we'll watch you. We'll watch you. And all those guys became, this is interesting because on paper, like I became successful and I'm very happy with my career, but they became mega successful. Right. Selling a lie to men, which that's a whole huge thing. Why we have male terrorists (laughs) is because we were given a false answer. Mm Mm-hmm by men right so women may have pissed men off or culture may have pissed men off but it was men that betrayed men that's why we have that that's the red pill that's pickup that's all those fucking pussies you know saying you know and i'll even say this i i I wonder about saying this publicly i actually respect andrew tate more than everybody else in the red pill because he really is a piece of shit he really (laughs) is like he's not lying but right. all these other people are lying. If anybody tried to do what Andrew Tate was doing, they couldn't. You'd have right. to be a, a sociopath or whatever. And I'm not trying to put a label on it, but dude, he's like a dirtbag guy. And it's not mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Like he is what he is. Like I've done stuff like that. And, and I'm not I'm not even judging it. I shouldn't even say that. But he's not lying. There are men lying to other men about what the solution is. And they have a cut path. And these guys try it and fail. But the thing that I was bringing up is, is like in 2010, there was that one house owned by an internet marketer or a condo. And one of the stripper friends of yours, she was dating some dude and everybody, you know, was running a train on her and the dude jumped out the window and killed himself. Oh, in front of that everybody. was that one on, on Congress, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and that I was dude not there. Two, there. Da- two days before I said, you guys got to chill out. You're doing way too many drugs. I was sober at the time. And, um, you're you have no leadership like you need order you guys are just fucking and doing molly you know yeah that dude jumped out the window so when we get to this thing with sex like like it's it's big and powerful but we're so in deficit that we're seeking this thing and then if we repress ourselves and go i'm going to be a a good person and be a part of society we're still repressed And, and we have to we have to realize that so it's not like you go off and do gangbangs but but like, look, I mean, my life and your life, how did it, man, when you get to just how fucked up the coaching industry is, how did it become that I was doing something good and noble and honorable the whole time, <laughs> despite doing all this crazy stuff? And so to me, to some degree, it's like, you should listen. And, you know, I'm talking to this guy last night and he has no answer. In fact, everybody on the call, this was one of my criticisms of the group with his problem. I'm like, if you're giving this guy an answer and you won't take him all the way on it, and it's a big thing, 
Like it's like all the, the shit your mind says when you're having sex and you want to go there. Like you, you cannot talk to him. He needs to talk to me or other people that can facilitate this, but this is a long road. And I'm sitting there talking to him and I'm like, man, it's okay. Like you, you know, you, after you and the girl flipped out, you denounced her, you kicked mm -hmm. her out. You're fucking crazy bitch. And then she came back. Well, guess what? That works. Is it a button you press? I've pressed that button before, mm -hmm. but you have to understand, you have to understand that that happens and then you have better sex. And then the, the narrative that we get as men or as women, it's like, well, you know, you went and had a good time and that good time of five minutes of pleasure, you know, um, you know, it costs you now, but, but that's not the answer. The answer is that there's a wisdom. That's our nature. Yeah. I'm not saying that you need to do that. You need to be abusive or whatever, but like, there's something in his nature that was like, man, when she abused me, I got hard. When she made me jealous, I got hard. When I abused her, she, and we're, we're talking about consensual abuse, right? Mm -hmm. When I got into that, it made me feel like a God. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, that could be, but you have right. to be wise with it. You have to start going like, if you're not making a decision with that, mm -hmm. you're taking human choice. You're taking a human experience and you're, you know, perverting it for lack of a better term, you're distorting it so that you become a slave to it. And you're right. a slave well, that's an interesting not to thing. It. Right. You're a slave to your repression. You're always a slave yes. to nature. Yes. You never beat your nature, but this sick stuff and whatever, mm -hmm. and it might come out as sick, like when it, mm -hmm. you know, and still comes out for me, like it, it it's, it's wicked. It's, it's dark, mm -hmm. but it's a part of the beauty. It's it's the it's body part of it. You know, it's this is what was his name. I was gonna say uh, sadomasochism, <coughs> or um, sadism, it came from Marquis de Sade. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there's Cut a that tongue out. You know who Marquis de Sade is? Of course I do. Okay, I was like, you have yes. to know who Marquis de Sade. So uh, Paglia, Camille Paglia, who is a feminist, who's a anti-feminist feminist. She's really hilarious. She's very misunderstood by a lot of mainstream feminists for a lot of reasons. Um, but she's one of the only women or feminists who started to say, I, I can appreciate what he did because what he was doing was something I think similar to what you do and have always done. And that I appreciate about you, Steve. Um, you're a chaos magician. You know how to work with <laughs> chaos really well. And I do too. And I recognize that in you, I always have. Um, and the whole like calling people's bluff too is part of the clown, the sacred clown energy. When we talk about that is the person walking around and you're trying to, you're trying to see, you're calling people's bluff because you want, you want them to just be liberated from this like tight pretense or pretending to be good. You know what I mean? Which is what's keeping them enslaved instead of, confessing and admitting that all of these parts are true inside of them, that all of us have inherited this. And so mm -hmm. this is what I appreciate very much about where you're coming from. And I think that in some ways, maybe, maybe that's where you might be misunderstood if you are misunderstood by a lot of people, which I am assuming that you are, cause I am, I don't know, but I think that maybe that's partly why. Because they think, yeah. oh, you're advocating for pain. You're advocating for suffering and for abuse. You're not. You're saying, God, stop trying to be so good all the time. <clears throat> all the time. Stop trying to say that you're not in pain. Right. Admit it, you know. Right. Right. Uh, Admit it that you're in pain. 
and and fucking liberate yourself, you know, with that confession. And then after that's finally like confessed, now the path kind of opens the way for you. Now you can see the real path um, is what I feel that you're saying in, in some ways. Yeah. And by all means, I don't think everybody should have sex and fuck themselves up with it. Right. In fact, in a lot of the guys in my group, I say, you know, this isn't the thing to talk about. But if they get there, like, so here's what's up, man. If you've had abuse, you're going to have a different viewpoint of something with sex. And it might be emotional, it might right. be physical, it might be a mix. It might lean on this side of the spectrum or whatever, but it's not going to be just in the middle, even keel. And you have to have a place to go for that. And you have to have a container for that. And you you have to realize that your health isn't defined by beating it or denying it or all this sort of stuff. You know, and you brought up Jesus, and this was interesting because I was listening to this thing about like if he did go to Tibet and there's all these Buddhist records and whatever that could or couldn't be or whatever. But the character that's being described in the Buddhist records that were written by monks that would have no reason to be fabricated. And of course, I haven't read them, but it's what a great story, right? But the, the consistent character is this guy who basically said, you know, help the poor, uh, you know, do good to other people and don't look up to your idols, like only look up to God only. That's it. That's it. It's not the priests or whatever. And then many times he was like sentenced to death or kicked out of a town. And then he went back to his hometown and got massacred, got crucified. If that's at home. True at home yeah, if that's home. true that's right? what always does it right uh -huh. so when you think about this like here's this person that everybody lives by and wants to talk about and even if it's just in the bible that is true it was so much rebellion in so much rebellion but being led and being led to a good thing and a good answer and i think when we get into <clears throat> when when we get into so let's take all of humanity's bad stuff murder rape over sexness pain and i'm not minimizing these things these are things that i see people deal with and have, and have sat with that pain and i don't know what to do with it and i try my best and i'm not like i get it i i get it um as much as i can and as much as i don't need any more right but so i get it enough but if we can go instead of that having to have meaning seek a higher meaning in it mm -hmm. whether that's our nature or some sort of spiritual thing or whatever man that's good and mm -hmm. when I go, you have, I mean, God, you know, somebody, uh, this happens a lot with women, you know, I, I was talking about it before, like, of having sex with people who've had a lot of trauma. Well, you know, I have, and, and when I sync up with other people, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it, it magically fits in this way and it can get very much out of control. And so when we have that, if we can at least have some guidance that that's not bad. I, I hate that. It's like, oh, well, you just you just keep dating the same person. Well, of course, yeah, you're gonna you're 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 gonna be attracted to certain things if you've had a lot of pain. And a lot of you know, we always hear this about women. There's been a lot of sexual assault and men too, and that's denied. That's a part of you know right. men's problems in the modern world. That can't happen, or it's not as bad, or you know, whatever. It's always compared. If a man does come out about something, it's like, well, women go through that every day. Yeah, Coercion right. is worse than you being drugged and pinned down and gangbanged by a bunch of people. Like this true story about one of my clients, like this, this happened to him. He got brutally raped mm. and every month he'll talk about it. And like women will just from nowhere, whether they're friends or not, and just be like, 
yeah, you know, that's not as bad as women have it. And it's just like, dude, he's not even, this guy's not like, this is like the nicest guy, right? He's like the most like, like out in the, and then it's mm. like, you think, and, and I'm like, oh, man, he's not saying like, I might be more aggressive or have more of this masculine edge that isn't so well seen, but this guy does not. Anyway, so, you know, and that's not everybody. Of course, some people really, you know, will just have a normal conversation around that and not have to attack them. But the thing is, is that when you have that, it changes your sexuality. It changes, you're going to like different things and whatever. And in the therapeutic process, you need to realize what's good and bad. Mm -hmm. It's hard. This, this is not an easy answer. It's not like go out and fuck everybody and you're just sick. Hey, but you're going to have a different viewpoint on it. And, and it's a beautiful thing to carry that through. And if we don't see that sex is of nature and empathy is of nature and human connection is of nature, and it's not like you said, serving a social whatever. No, our nature allows us to be able to build a society. And when we can get that and when we can fill our natures, then we can move on to wisdom and a good society and functioning and all these other good things. But we think our society, we think what we create is, is going to outmaster the body we're born into. And that's not the case. You oh. know, and if we've had abuse or something like that, our brains move in a different direction. And yeah, we need, we need healing. We need therapy. We need all these great things that can help. And if they're done wrong, they hurt, but they, but it doesn't mean we don't need them. Mm -hmm. And we can go and, and live our lives is different. You know, you had always once told, what are the, the people, the alien children, the children of what? You would always say, oh, the shit. indigo child. Oh, I, I did I say the indigo child? I'm sorry if I did. I mean, is that a thing? Is that, I, I think sometimes these new age people that use it are just, you know. Well, so 15 years ago, the new age wasn't a community of elitists it kind of was, but it wasn't the same. We live in Austin where it's right. like, that's the cancer of the world is growing in Austin. Like seriously, oh, like dude, okay. So, so check this out. Like I, I, I went to a Sundance. I'm, I'm a white person. I'm Japanese and white. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a part of a Lakota community and I'm not trying to be like, whatever I dude, I'm talking to you like this and I'm a part of it. That doesn't really mean much beyond that. But I got invited to a Sundance where I got to hang out with a lot of different indigenous people. And the whole time I'm thinking, and there were elders from all over, like it was crazy. And they're meeting, deciding different laws and talking about different stuff. And I don't even know what the fuck's going on, but for six hours every night, that's happening and you got mm -hmm. to be a part of it. And I'm just thinking like, wow, if it wasn't a Sundance where there's hardcore manual labor for 10 days straight, you can't shower, you shit in a hole, and you watch this insane prayer, there would be tons of new age people here. And then I go and in, you know, I'm invited to drink cacao with them or whatever. And, yada, yada. and then I go, uh, uh, my friend is like an elite athlete coach. And he was like, I want to check out Kuya. If you know, you know what this place is? No. What is that? Where they, so it's like the designer thing taking the wisdom of ancient cultures into modern history so that we can evolve better and whatever bullshit and i go there and and they're serving cacao and it's like 20 bucks a glass which it, it's it, it's just such a different experience when you're actually doing it with people who this means something and again i'm now the person carrying the story and whatever yeah. but um there's a mural on the wall of a native american person like this 
and there's eagles and condors and all this stuff and it's moving into somebody that's like meditating in a city this crazy mural or whatever it is and then you can go and do ice baths and uh saunas and get ketamine infusions or whatever i don't fucking know do a float tank and then you're you're it dude man if you do something whatever it is whatever tradition is a quest and you go out in nature by yourself it's not to be cool if you go out and you do a ceremony that's a cacao ceremony it's not to be cool there's no photographs like i'm a photographer you're a photographer i have this is very hard for me but i've been a part of these groups for a couple of years now there's no photographs mm -hmm. there's no documentation mm -hmm. in, in any of it you know whether you're doing right. something with like a, a kogi tribe or a lakota tribe or whatever and some of them might have that, but of the ones that I go to, there's none. In that prayer, it doesn't make you any better or worse. It shouldn't even be talked about now. Like, why am I, you know, trying to explain it? Because it can't. It's a personal thing. And we don't have that anymore. We don't even have sex for a personal act. We don't have a conversation for a personal act. We have it for all this showboating broadcasting. And it's weird because for you and I, like we, we talked a bit last year, but we talk, we're like human beings. And then it's like, okay, well, let's set up some cameras. And that's much different because we share a true empathy for many years, for like 15 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long I've known you, but like for since 2009 or eight. Yeah, it was and, around and, 2008 you know, or so nine. It, It's like 15 or 14 years in sleeping on your couch and whatever stuff like there's just all sorts of you crazy you actually shit. you actually launched your first right was it your first like real uh, official uh, iteration of that still exists yeah yeah from my from your parking lot i used to do calls like when you'd be fucking some dude that you'd call <laughs> that worked. i was at the strip club i wasn't doing but, that like so there's like a real experience right we don't have that anymore. It's just so, it's so sad. It's superficial. And, and what, and what can come from that? Yeah. Like when we talk about male identity and female identity and pain, what can come from people that are all talking about connection, but we're not, you know, we almost deny it. And we call connection weakness. We call it a waste of time. And dude, I'm going to get off this. I'm like, oh man, I got to do this. And I'm, I'm sucked right back into it. But at least, at least, at least I'm connected to something better. And like I said, you know, if, if there is a guide, I don't know the answer, but I think intention, real intention, not like, like real intention. Like I live it. I do get stressed also, but, mm -hmm. but my day is, is for my intention to do good and to do good, to do my job, to be a father and do my job. That's it. Well, what you're talking about is yeah. remaining rooted in part of the psychosis with this narcissism and the superficiality and the shallowness and trying to adapt something that's kind of can't be adapted is that people are rootless and they have lost <coughs> their root. And so when you don't have a deep root, you know, it's just every nothing really has a, a, a real sincere. Dude, we always talk about narcissism and it's like my ex was a narcissist. Dude, our culture. It's the whole culture narcissism. is that way, right? So like we look at Andrew Tate and we go that evil motherfucker. Yet if that was in business mm -hmm. in some PC way, all those actions would be good to walk over people, to use them, to be better than them, to gain profit off of them and to show it off would mm -hmm. be good. You could find that same line of principle 
with men and women in American culture and something that is seen as PC, social justice warriors, right? All um, of it, whatever corporate executives, it's all there. The law of polarity in the Kabbalion, which is something I teach, says everything oh, is this, everything is the same except varying by yeah, degree. Yeah. And so it's just the yeah, degree yeah. that changes. Um, I know you got to get going here, right? You have a yeah. call here in a few minutes, but uh, man, mm -hmm. this has been amazing. We have to do it again. And and we're, I'm going to share a link. So can you share your links about where people can find you? But I will also share them um, on this video too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I should interview you sometime. It might be better because I talk a lot. It's better than anyone, whatever. <laughs> this is great. I, this is great. Uh, next time we'll get just, we'll we'll get real grit, gritty and grimy the way we always do. It's really fun. I I really love talking to you and hanging out, man. You're a homie. Oh yeah, for a yeah. Time. No, you're awesome. Yeah, you know, you're, yeah, you're a cool. homie, man. So thank you for the work yeah. you're doing out there, Steve. You know. You too. Awesome. All right. We'll talk right. again. We'll do Later. it again. Definitely. All right. Ciao. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to me. If you did, if you didn't. Then you're a bimbo. Bimbo.